0: Hi, friends. Welcome to the FBC Tuttle podcast. Thanks for joining us this week. We are so glad you're here. Each week on our podcast, you'll hear messages from our pastor, Brother Marty Williams. If you'd like to join us for worship, we meet every Sunday at 1045 a.m. Central in Tuttle, Oklahoma and online at fbctuttle.net. Now let's get started. Well, we're going to talk a little bit about Thanksgiving this morning, Uh, maybe something in a little bit uh, different way. Um, You know, for someone to be thankful, then, uh, I mean, this is kind of like, duh, he or she must be grateful for something and must be grateful to someone. And you know, Thanksgiving—the uh, the last Thursday of November—was uh, was set aside as a day of Thanksgiving, uh, officially Thanksgiving and praise, by official presidential proclamation on October the third, eighteen sixty-three, by President Abraham Lincoln. And I I want to. Um, I'm going to kind of read some proclamations that were written by a couple of presidents and and then another one. And uh, Abraham Lincoln's proclamation says this, The year that is drawing towards its close has been filled with the blessings of fruitful fields and healthful skies. To these bounties which are so constantly enjoyed that we are prone to forget the source from which they come. Others have been added, which are of so extraordinary a nature that they cannot fail to penetrate and soften even the heart, which is habitually insensible to the ever-watchful providence of Almighty God. In the midst of a civil war of unequaled magnitude and severity, Order has been maintained, the laws have been respected and obeyed, and harmony has prevailed everywhere except in the theater of military conflict. The axe has enlarged the borders of our settlements, and the mines as well of iron and coal and of precious metals have yielded even more abundantly than heretofore. Population has steadily increased, notwithstanding the waste that has been made on the battlefield. And it is rejoicing in the consciousness of augmented strength and vigor is permitted to expect continuance of years with large increase of freedom. And then he writes, No human counsel hath devised, nor hath any mortal hand worked out these great things. They are gracious gifts of the Most High God who while dealing with us in anger for our sins, has nevertheless remembered mercy. It has seemed to me fit and proper that they should be so solemnly, reverently, and gratefully acknowledged with one heart and one voice by the whole American people. I do therefore invite my fellow citizens in every part of the United States and also those who are at sea and those who are sojourning in foreign lands to set apart and observe the last Thursday of November next as a day of thanksgiving and praise to our beneficent Father who dwelleth in the heavens. And I recommend to them that while offering up the ascriptions justly due to him, for such deliverances and blessing that they also with humble penitence for our national perverseness and disobedience commend to his tender care all of those who have become widows, orphans, mourners, or sufferers in the lamentable civil strife in which we are engaged and fervently implore the interposition of the almighty hand to heal the wounds of the nation and to restore it as soon as may be consistent with the divine purposes to the full enjoyment of peace, harmony, tranquility, and union. In testimony whereof I have heretofore set my hand and caused the seal of the United States to be fixed, then at the city of Washington this third day of October in the year of our Lord, 1,863, and of the independence of the United States, the 88th year. He was grateful for blessings. He was grateful for gracious gifts of the Most High God, even in the midst of a civil war. He was grateful to Almighty God, he said, Most High God, Beneficent Father who dwelleth in the heavens. There was no question about who Abraham Lincoln, as he made the official proclamation of this last Thursday in November to be Thanksgiving Day nationally, who he was giving thanks to and what he was giving thanks for. That was not certainly the first national Thanksgiving. In fact, virtually every president since... George Washington proclaimed a day of Thanksgiving. The first presidential proclamation of Thanksgiving was done in October of 19, excuse me, of 1789 by George Washington. I'm going to read it, too. And it says, whereas it is the duty of all nations to acknowledge the providence of Almighty God. Just think about these words. Think about the proclamations these presidents make. The duty of all nations to acknowledge the providence of Almighty God, to obey his will and to be grateful for his benefits and humbly to implore his protection and favor. And whereas both houses of Congress have by their joint committee requested me to recommend to the people of the United States a day of public thanksgiving and prayer to be observed by acknowledging with grateful hearts the many favors of Almighty God, especially by affording them an opportunity peaceably to establish a government for their safety and happiness. Now, therefore, I do recommend and assign Thursday, the 26th day of November next, to be devoted by the people of these states to the service of that great and glorious being who is the beneficent author of all the good that was, that is, or that will be. That we may then all unite in rendering unto him our sincere and humble thanks for his care and protection of the people of this country previous to their becoming a nation for his manifold mercies and his favorable interpositions of his providence, which we experienced in the course and conclusion of the late war and for the great degree of tranquility union and plenty, which we have since enjoyed for the peaceable and rational manner in which we have been enabled to establish constitutions of government for our safety and happiness, and particularly the national one now lately instituted for the civil and religious liberty with which we are blessed, and the means we have acquiring and diffusing useful knowledge, and thank Him in general for all the great and various favors which He has been pleased to confer upon us also that we may then unite, most humbly offering our prayers and supplications to the great Lord and ruler of nations, and beseech him to pardon our national and other transgressions, to enable us all, whether in public or private stations, to perform our several and relatively duties, to render our national government a blessing to all the people by constantly being a government of wise, just, and constitutional laws, discreetly and faithfully executed and obeyed, to protect and guide all sovereigns and nations, and to bless them with good government, peace, and concord, to promote the knowledge and practice of true religion and virtue, and the increase of science among them and us, and generally to grant unto all mankind such a degree of temporal prosperity as he alone knows to be best. Given under my hand at the city of New York, the third day of October in the year of our Lord, 1789, signed George Washington. Again, grateful for what he said was all his benefits, his care, his protection, his favor, plenty, temporal prosperity and he was grateful to almighty god the great lord and ruler of nations the author of all the good that was that is or that will be and virtually every president since has made a proclamation of thanksgiving all but twice giving credit to the almighty 153 times, something like that. I can't wait to read the next one. But you know, it, uh, Thanksgiving goes back a lot further than 1789. You know, the, the, uh, the very first Thanksgiving proclamation, uh, Historically, I guess, and I got to be careful with all of this because you might be able to find something that disagrees with what I'm saying. But those are what I was found as those two presidential proclamations. And, uh, and then I found what was a Thanksgiving proclamation in 1623. By a guy whose name was William Bradford and whose title was Ye Governor of Ye Colony. 102 people came to America on the Mayflower. After the first winter, only 44 of them were left. William Bradford was appointed, elected, self-appointed. I don't really know how it all came to bed. He served as governor 33 different years. The, uh, his first Thanksgiving proclamation was made in 1623, in the in the autumn of 1623, which would have been two autumns after they landed in November of 1621, after over half of them had passed away. Of the governor Bradford's wife was one of them. One of the things that I read said that the first Thanksgiving feast that was held in 1623 with those 44 people, of which 22 were men, four were married women. All of the other married women had perished that winter. And then the rest of them were teenagers and children. And they were joined by about 90 Native Americans who literally helped them survive. In those early, in those early times. And Governor Bradford writes this as they are getting ready to celebrate uh, with their feast in 1623. He says, Inasmuch as the great Father has given us this year an abundant harvest of Indian corn, wheat, peas, beans, squashes, and garden vegetables, and has made the forest to abound with game and the sea with fish and clams. And inasmuch as he has protected us from the ravages of the savages, has spared us from pestilence and disease, had granted us the freedom to worship God, According to the dictates of our own conscience, now I, your magistrate, do proclaim that all ye pilgrims with your wives and ye little ones do gather at ye meeting house on ye hill between the hours of 6 and 12 in the daytime on Thursday, November 29th of the year of our Lord, 1623. And the year since ye pilgrims landed on ye pilgrim rock, there to listen to ye pastor and render thanksgiving to ye almighty God for all his blessings. 1623. They were grateful for provision. They were grateful for protection. They were grateful for freedom to worship and all his blessings. And the one they were grateful to was the great father, almighty God. But Thanksgiving goes back way longer than that. Some, some 550 references to giving thanks in your holy scriptures which were long written before 1623. Going back to the, to the uh, book of Deuteronomy, they offered to God the sacrifice of thanksgiving. All throughout Scripture, God's people joined together just as, just as these presidents called nations... Our nation to join together, just as Governor Bradford called those hundred and some people to come together in corporate Thanksgiving. It is right to come together in corporate Thanksgiving to our God. As I was reading this and studying this, I, you know, one of the one of the most prominent psalms, you know, come up Psalm one hundred and six. Verse 1, says, praise the Lord, oh, give thanks to the Lord for he is good, for his mercy endures forever. That phrase, oh, give thanks to the Lord for he is good, his mercy endures forever, occurs an astounding 41 times in the Old Testament. And it it can be the basis for all of our thanksgiving. Give thanks to the Lord, for He is good. For His mercy endures forever. The word mercy is the word kased, the Hebrew word kased. It's used 247 times in Scripture to describe God. And it's more than just mercy. Think loving kindness. Think Steadfast love, grace, faithfulness. One of the things that I read said that that, that word, kaset, has got three basic meanings that always interact with each other. And those meanings are, are strength and steadfastness, or faithfulness, and love. And that is the core of what of what rejoicing what praising the lord what remembering what giving thanks is all about in the new testament we see we see the same thing over and over the apostle paul especially says says things like like 1st Thessalonians 5:16 through 18 rejoice always Pray without ceasing in everything. Give thanks for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. You know, as I, as I read these proclamations from William Bradford through, Abraham, through George Washington and Abraham Lincoln, you know, they were thanking God in spite of what we would call disastrous times. I mean, can you imagine half of the people that you've traveled with having perished? The wives that were lost, the men that were lost, the children that were, that were lost. And yet such an, out, such an unbelievable proclamation of praise and faith in God. And Abraham Lincoln, or George Washington's address... After what was a, a, an awful war for our independence and freedom. In which our forefathers fought for our freedom and died for our freedom. George Washington being one of the commanders that led them in those battles. And through all of that, thanking God for his providence. And then Abraham Lincoln with his fine proclamation of faith in God and thankfulness to God in the midst of a a nation that that was torn apart by the Civil War. I mean, I can't even imagine him writing. Did you hear what I read that he wrote? The unity, all was there except for what was on the battlefield. You talk about seeing the golden lining in stuff or the silver lining in in the in the bad right in the midst of all of that they are proclaiming faithfulness and thankfulness to God in fact rejoice always pray without ceasing and everything give thanks those are all expressions of the faith that we have in Christ They are outwardly, rejoicing is an expression outwardly of the joy that we have within. We have joy because we are children of God. We have been adopted as His children. We have been granted true life, eternal life. And how can we express rejoicing? We express rejoicing with smiles. We express rejoicing with encouragement, with singing, with praise, with clapping, with telling of what the Lord has done. Those are the ways that we express rejoicing. And in fact, when you go to dinner in a little while, I'm going to challenge you with whoever's sitting at your table with you, you spend a minute rejoicing about what God has done. It's easy. Was it? Was it uh, uh, George Washington said how easily we we forget how easily we just overlook the the things that uh, that that we've been that we've been given. Pray without ceasing. Jesus taught us that that we should always pray and not give up praying continually one of the things that i read said that is that is not like never stop praying right it's like the receiver is always off the hook you remember you remember those times when you know we had phones that had receivers right and if uh, if you needed to do something you know i remember you know talking to girlfriends when i was a teenager right back then we talk for long times, right, on the phone. It's like, okay, hang on, i got to go. Dad's hollering or something. I'll, I'll be back in a minute. So you just lay the phone down, you go do whatever you do. You come back and you pick it up and they're still there. Right? Well, that's the sense that we get in pray continually. The lines are always open. It's not that we never stop talking. It's that we always have the opportunity to talk. Pray without ceasing. Prayer should be our first thought, not our last thought. And prayer is an expression of faith. We pray because we know God hears, and we know God answers, and we know God cares. Pray without ceasing. And lastly, in everything, give thanks. Not for everything, but in everything. Everything. In the midst of pestilence and disease, in the midst of civil war, in the midst of war for independence, in the midst of death and dying and sickness and, and, and stuff that happens in this fallen world in which we live, the Apostle Paul says, in everything, give thanks. How can we in in everything give thanks? And it's because that in faith, we believe, Romans 8, 28. In faith, we believe because we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those that are called according to His purpose. We, we are able to see through the, the stuff that, that you're like. You know, that stuff that we read about our president and our nation, where'd that stuff go? Well, you know what? In large degree, it's still there. We're still able to freely meet this morning and talk about these things. We are able to lift up praises to our God. We can thank God for our national freedoms. We can thank God for the peace that we enjoy. These people, these three men that I read their proclamation, do you know, they could not even imagine the blessings that we (laughs) experience. Couldn't even imagine them. How much more so should we be a people of God's grace that give him thanks in everything in everything, give thanks. And I know that, uh, that these truths of rejoicing, praying, giving thanks, they're not just to be done in the celebration of a uh, holiday. By the way, you know, holiday comes from holy day. They're not just to be done in the celebration of a holiday. They're to be done all the time as the people of God. But there's certainly nothing wrong with deliberately setting aside a time that we rejoice and thank God for all of his blessing. And my, I pray that, uh, that you celebrate, that you rejoice in the goodness of, Of God for his mercy endureth forever I pray that you celebrate with your family or maybe just with your spouse or you know what maybe it is just all by yourself I look around and I see men and women that have lost loved ones that that have little family left and Thanksgiving may be a difficult time for you but you know what Because of the mercy of God, you can still be thankful. Those of you that see them around, you invite them to sit with you at your table when we get over there to eat. You make them feel a part of the family of God as we celebrate and we rejoice together and we reflect on the goodness of God and give thanks. Amen. Wayne, Brenda, come on up. I kept it really short. Not as short as maybe what you're used to, but you'll be able to get over there and have plenty of of time to eat. But you know what? It It is right to reflect on the goodness of God and to give thanks for everything, you know, to quote, George Washington, everything that we have had, have, and will have. The providence of God. I tell you, I am thankful that men like these were the ones that led our country. And I'm also thankful that we can be people that, will pick, that can pick up those batons and teach these truths that we may forever be thankful Teach your kids. Teach your grandkids. Share these stories. Look back and reflect on the goodness of God and all His benefits. Amen? Amen. Hey friends, before you go, if you have a prayer request, we invite you to send us an email at prayforyou at That's P-R-A-Y, the number 4, Y-O-U at att.net. Or call the church office at 405 405- 405 381-2492. If you'd like to learn more about our children's, youth, men's, women's, or senior adult ministries, visit our website at fbctuttle.net. Thanks again for joining us today. We love you and we hope you have a blessed week.